We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Trisha has remained in studio with us because we're about to do one of the best and most reoccurring segments. I would actually say most reoccurring before best. <laughs> I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. We definitely do it more than we knock it out of the park. <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, this is a low bar segment. We like to set the bar nice and low. Expect nothing. Run up to the bar and not even know whether we're supposed to limbo or jump over it. Sometimes we just, we just slide right under it. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't know. We don't even know what we're supposed sometimes, to do with the bar. Yeah, sometimes we run into it. It's like running a track event and have having absolutely no idea what the event is. Mm-hmm. And wearing flip-flops. <laughs> yes, yes. And just sort of like hanging out. Yeah. Am I, am I in the event? Am I watching? I don't know. Strolling along you, eating french in fries. You in the stands. You get down here and run the <gasps> fourth leg. What are we doing leg. here? <laughs> um, all right. This is Serious Questions. Serious Questions. My first story for you, Tricia, is this. U.S. and Russian astronauts are right now, as we speak, stuck in space. There was a spacecraft that suffered damage. Uh, Their names are Frank Rubio and Russian cosmonaut. They're not astronauts. They're cosmonauts. Sergei Prokopyev and Dmitry Petelin. They're faced with extending their stay aboard the International Space Station by several months because their route home has been destroyed. Their spaceship that was supposed to bring them back it won't work. It's done. It's space junk. That's terrifying. They're stuck. Mm-hmm. So they have to wait until apparently we're going to send up another spacecraft and hope to land it there on the space station, then get aboard, come back home. But they're stuck. So the serious question is not, is that scary? That sounds frightening to me. It's terrifying. Because you're, you, you can't do anything. I mean, I hope they got enough food. I imagine they have like all the provisions for all the possibilities. I I wouldn't think that would be an issue. But my question for you, and I'm going to walk a line here. Walk with me. In space, no one can hear you scream. Mm -hmm. You know that's true. Yep. Fact. (laughs) Serious question. When was the last time you screamed and yelled? Serious question. Can you even remember? Does it happen often? No. Can you share? You look like you have remembered something that you're like, should I talk about this? I did. But then I was just thinking about how I was walking my dog earlier this week and he was being really bad and he wouldn't go to the bathroom. So I was walking down my street like a crazy person screaming poop, <laughs> just screaming it at the top of my lungs. <laughs> 
he would not go. And I knew we were running out of time and I didn't want his belly to hurt. But my neighbors don't know that. They just saw this big old dog flailing my arm around and me screaming, poop at the top of my lungs. You know what? A, you're yelling at a constipated dog. and That's a little weird. That's not what I expected. He was being so bad. But B, <laughs> he was being bad? Like he had a choice? Did yeah. he have a choice in the matter? He did have a choice. Poop? He wasn't listening. His nose was driving the show. Just... <sighs> See, I think actually that you you may have solved part of our homeless problem. Because homeless people walk around, they yell things like poop. If we gave them dogs, people would just look at them and go, oh, they're just walking their dog. Yeah, they're, they're not dogs crazy. being bad. Yeah, but actually that person is not yelling at that dog. When was dog. the last time you heard a homeless person yell poop? <laughs> uh, Trisha, uh-huh. you may be surprised Brad. to know that just the other day, I think this was maybe just within the last two weeks, I was driving next to Enterprise Center mm-hmm. where the bus station and Amtrak and all that is right next to Enterprise. And there was, I I can't say he was homeless, but he definitely was on drugs or out of his mind. He was just, he had his pants pulled halfway down. His underwear still on, but he had his pants pulled halfway down. He was probably younger than us, um, just kind of crazy hair guy, um, and was just slapping his butt and was just jumping, <laughs> jumping, and just yelling. I don't know what he was yelling. It could have been poop. I doubt it was poop. But he was having a really good time. He seemed like he was having a good time. Yeah. Did I tell you um, how I was walking to the grocery store probably six months ago, and a guy walks past, and all of a sudden I hear peeing start? Ooh, no. Yeah. Was he peeing in the store? No, he was outside on oh. the sidewalk in broad daylight, not against a fence. Oh. Just peeing. Man. Like two blocks away from here. That is not I thought that was uncommon. bold. It, no, it's it's not. It's not bold anymore. To see people just... Just taking a dump? Yeah, no, peeing. I, I Nobody's know. saying... Well, I've gotta, seen, I've I don't seen know what people your association taking dumps. with homeless people and poop are, is, but that's not, <laughs> not, I, because that's not I've right. Seen that. When was the last time you screamed at the top of your lungs? I think I'd be ashamed to admit it was probably at my kids. I think that's most people's. I don't have kids, yeah. so it was my dog. I mean, it, the enough. problem is when you're already at your wit's end, your kids do not know it. Mm-hmm. You you think the opposite. You think they're reading you like a book, and that's sort of true, but they also don't care. Like, a lot of times they're like, I am going to play Swashbuckler right now, and I do not care what anything else is going on. You seem like you're having a bad day, but check this out. I'm going to slice this thing's head off with my sword and my eye patch, whatever. And so in the moment that you're having a terrible time, your kids can just press the button and it happens. I can't remember exactly when it happens because it's not common, but that's, that's my answer to that question. All right. I mean, I know people aren't supposed to compare their dogs to kids, but this is like word for word what my dog does to me. What's well, when I, I take my kids at. for a walk, I have to yell at them. Yeah, because they're running all over trying yeah. to get off the leash, chasing well, squirrels. Well, they're trying to poop right in the middle of the street or not like poop. do it in a Even yard worse <laughs> or or not poop. Their bellies at all. would hurt all day. Yeah, It'd be terrible. All right. No pants subway ride canceled. Oh, so I'm the gross one. The No Pants subway ride is being canceled for a third consecutive year. Organizers made the announcement earlier this week. The last ride was in January of 2020, and the event was held in, and it, so this is takes place in New York, but the event was also held in London, Copenhagen, Buenos Aires, Chicago, and San Francisco. 
Serious question. There's a no-pants subway ride organized? So only seven half-naked people participated in the first no-pants subway ride. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like like a disease. Give it a name. (laughs) And now it's something. Seven people in 2002 (laughs) were sitting on a subway in New York. And then uh, by the time 2019 rolled around when the last one happened... Uh, there were 2,000 New Yorkers who were halfway undressed in the win- for the winter event. Uh, a 2,000 is an event. Correct. Well, it's gone international at this point. Okay. But can you picture those seven people in 2002? <laughs> no, trust us. It's a festival. All right. Serious question. Would you sit next to a no-pants rider? Do they have underwear? Serious question. You don't know? Then I can't answer your question, Trisha. Let's say no. No. <laughs> you wouldn't? Well, I don't know. What if there's 2,000 of them on a subway? It's your train. You have to get on there. You have to be somewhere. You're running late. I I don't know if I'd sit down. Public transportation is for everybody. I'd probably there's stand. There's one seat left. Everybody, well, you'd rather stand next to a no-pants rider? Yeah. That seems more dangerous to me in a crowded subway. Uh, I think if I sit down next to one, it's like you're inviting conversation. If I'm standing... You don't have to make eye contact. The question is, would you sit next to somebody with I no would make on? eye contact, maybe not with their eyes. Would you? No. Mm-mm. No, I'm well, not. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be late for wherever I'm going. <laughs> you're just not getting on the subway no. at all. Mm-mm. You know, there really was... This was in St. Louis probably 10 years ago. And this I'm sure this still happens. Although maybe COVID canceled it. I don't naked know. Naked bike rides. Naked bike rides. Yeah, naked bike rides. I didn't even know they exist. Yeah, we used to walk, when we lived in Benton Park, we used to walk to Vincent's Market in Soulard, just on a regular basis. You could walk to the grocery store. And on naked bike ride days, we'd get snacks and we'd be outside and people would be riding down the street yeah. naked. Yeah, I mean, they're full naked, yep. though. Full they're not naked. just like wearing one random thing. Nope. They are naked. Naked. And we I did not know that existed. Mm-hmm. And we were just sitting in a restaurant, me and two friends, or I think it was my wife and <laughs> two other friends. Bunch of naked people. <laughs> Bunch of naked people started riding by on bikes. I couldn't, mm-hmm. my brain couldn't comprehend what was happening because it was obviously more than just like a couple of frat guys doing a prank. There were a lot of people riding bikes naked. And I just kept saying, those bikers are naked. <laughs> <laughs> They're not wearing clothes. You guys aren't listening to me. Everybody else had grasped the concept, and I kept saying it. Still never, to that to this day, I couldn't believe that that had happened. Bike riding does not seem like the thing people should be doing naked. No, because I sit on even my little bike at home to ride while I watch it's Twilight Zone. Uncomfortable. I'm like, this isn't comfortable, let alone even if I wasn't pants. wearing pants. Yeah. Have stuff all hanging on each side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm talking about when I say stuff, Trisha. I, I do not. <laughs> Do not. Here's my last one. Uh, What's wrong? This is a real article from Wired. What's wrong with eating people? Thank you. Huh? You could be soon dining. Real story. On lab-grown... Now, they're joking when they say celebrity corpses. (laughs) But what they're saying Uh. is, though... That they could start synthesizing, because they already do this with other meat, human meat. Why you would do this, I don't know, but I'm willing to bet that some random person is going to do this at some point, and then all of a sudden we're dealing with real cannibalism. Are we talking about beyond meat, fake meat, just human flavored, or are we talking about 
farm-raising humans for slaughter. No, no, no. I think when you talk about the Beyond Meat stuff, you're talking about plants that they're fashioning to taste like meat. There, there really is a movement to grow meat in labs. You have you know, stem cells or whatever from a cow. Well, you can grow beef now. now Do you grow a whole cow? I don't know if you grow a whole cow, but I think you grow... A Do you part grow of, a you, conscious being? No, no, no. Not at all. You're growing just the meat of a cow or a pig. And part of me is a little bit like, that's kind of cool science no, I'm fiction. Into that. But I don't I don't know that I want to eat it. I it something about it makes me feel weird. Like like you're watching the movie The Blob and you're watching like this thing grow out of a test tube and it's gross. It's it doesn't conjure up great images, and then if they're already doing that, the next logical step Wired says here is what if somebody starts growing people in a lab? You're not you don't have a conscious being, but you could have people meet. So serious question. Serious question. Is that the greatest segment we've ever done on this show? One hundred. Not this one. The original one where we talked about cannibalism. One hundred percent. I agree. Yes. Yeah. And it led to so many conversations off to the side. Yeah. People are really divided on whether they'd eat people or not. Well, I think this is a different question. I know. I know. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I'm advocating for people eating people if they have no other option. Yeah. You're you're trapped in a plane with your dog for like more than an hour. Did you catch what I just said? You're trapped in a plane for more than an hour. Right. You just start eating people. Mm -hmm. That's a situation where you'd have to. Situations get. Yeah. 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 You're now, desperate. Th- this is a different situation. This is a this is an ethical question, Would just as much. Would you eat lab grown meat, human meat, in a situation where it was between lab grown human meat or the dead guy that you didn't know that just died? I think you know the answer to this question. The dead guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Here, let's end on this because then we'll we'll cut we'll come back and I want to st- I still want to ask you the antichrist question. I cannot That's a big wait for one. this one. I'm, I'm going to try to tease that this whole show because, gosh, I mean the antichrist, right? And it has to do with the Pope and a letter he sent. It's super interesting stuff. Okay, but before we get there, would you eat lab grown meat? Just even if it's of a pig or a, of a cow, you would. Sure, once it's tested and proven that I'm not going to grow a third ear or something. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, here we are talking about Carrie Lake again. Didn't think we'd be doing that this week, but I have a reason. Follow me here. Because this is a little bit more interesting than, well, than the current lawsuits. Because I, again, don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think any court is going to have the guts and the nuts to do it. But this is uh, something that is related to Carrie Lake, but is more related to 2024 than it is 2022. So there's a poll that just came out, which, hey, I'm the polls guy, I'll admit the polls have been crap for the last, especially the midterms, but even before that, 2020, there's a lot of people that are way off. Some of them were good, some of them were not. Then you kind of readjust and you move on. Now this one, I don't even care whether they've been great in the past or whether they've been way off. I didn't look up their track record or anything like that. They're called Blueprint Poll. But even if they're within, let's say, something crazy like 10 percentage points, this is still an interesting poll. So bear with me here when you listen to this. This is a 2024 Arizona Senate poll. As you know, Kirsten Cinema was the Democrat. She is no longer a Democrat. She is now an independent. That has thrown a wrench into things because it's a big question. You have to think she's thought this through already. But the big question is, She's going to run as an independent. She can't just decide, oh, now I'm going to run again as a Democrat. I'm going to go back. She's not going to, that's not going to happen. So does the Democrat Party embrace her or not? Apparently, the answer is, according to this, there is a Democrat candidate <clears throat> Excuse me, in Arizona who already has good name recognition. They're already polling him against Kirsten Sinema as an independent and the potential of a Kerry Lake Senate run in 2024. Did you catch all that? Kerry Lake, the Republican, Ruben Gallego, the Democrat, and Kirsten Cinema, the Independent, is what they're polling here. Now, just the fact that that could exist is interesting enough. But get this: Kerry Lake, 36%; Ruben Gallego, 32%; Kirsten Cinema, 14%. If anything remotely like this happens, it's going to be dynamite in 2024 for the Senate in Arizona. Just something to watch. We'll be right back. So I I primed you a little bit because this is an interesting story. Now, the background here is that Pope Benedict, who just died, um, it's a rare occasion that a pope dies who's not the pope because very rarely do they resign their position before they die. But he did. And so he died and was not Pope. Well, uh, somebody revealed that they had gotten this letter from him a few years ago and never went public with it. I don't think he was trying to hide it or anything, but just it was a letter, you know, from the Pope at the time. And he held on to it because how many times you get a letter from the Pope? Sure. Maybe he was a cardinal somewhere, you know, but he was, he was a religious figure somewhere. I can't remember who he was, but he revealed, oh, I got this letter of several years ago from Pope Benedict. And what's making headlines about this, 
if you want to say that, because it's not getting a ton of coverage. But he says, Pope Benedict says in this about, you know, the evil times that we live in. And he says in it that he believes that the Antichrist is alive right now. Now, I'm not going to lead you to any direction. I just want to know when you heard that, as I told you, here's the topic that we're going to talk about. What was your reaction to just the idea that the Pope is saying right now the Antichrist is alive? I think the idea of the Antichrist being alive is scary. Well, this is why I'm asking you, because we're doing our read through the Bible thing. Yeah. But you haven't gotten there yet. I think that 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 concept should scare people. I think I'm finding it hard to believe that of all the time that humans have been have existed, there's one Antichrist, right? Yes. Well, there are, according to the book of John or first or second John. Now, these are the epistles of John. There are people Antichrists because of just the way that they act in the similar fashion to the Antichrist. So do we believe that the singular Antichrist, do we believe that the Pope believed that the Antichrist was yes, here? Yes, that, that's what he's saying, is that the Antichrist, he wasn't talking about people acting as surrogates or, you know, like there's types. Hitler was a type of Antichrist. He exterminated Jews. Mm-hmm. Um so there's been types of Antichrist throughout history, but this famous one to come has not happened yet. So your thoughts about that? I'll just step away because you're you're fascinating to me because you have a Christian background, mm-hmm. but you ha- you're, we're reading through the Bible, mm-hmm. but you haven't gotten to that point uh-huh. in the Bible. I don't have enough of enough knowledge to. So what is, what do you know about this figure? As we talk right now, like what what comes to mind that you're like, I think this is what the Antichrist is or the facts about him. Do you know any like what comes Not to mind? Not enough. I think okay. of Satan. I think of the devil. Okay. And that, that's it? Yes. Do you know anything about like what it said? Why why they're looking for looking forward to, but looking ahead. No, tell me. Okay. So it says that this one person will rise to power. And will lead a coalition of <clears throat> nations. He, it, it will be something like a one world government. Although the only nations we know for sure will be in it is what the Roman Empire had. Because it would be revived Rome, which we also know from Daniel. It's very, very, you got to piece together a lot. Because the Bible is full of prophecy. And some of it's already happened. But the majority of it has not. So anything talking about Christ's first coming has happened. And you can look at it. It's really neat because it's there. And a lot of world empires that it predicted, especially in the book of Daniel, have happened. I've got so much exciting stuff to look forward to. Oh, it's yeah, But the hard part is that when you read it, knowing exactly what you're reading. Because when you're reading the book of Daniel, here's what's fascinating. This is off of the, the Antichrist subject, but it's prophecy. The book of Daniel was written in the time of Nebuchadnezzar and the um, Medo-Persian Empire. I think I'm getting that right. Don't quote me on the name of the, of the empire. <laughs> but um, the book of Daniel is written <clears throat> in a time that's, that's way pre-Christ, okay? And it's written ahead of all these other world empires. Well, it accurately predicts four world empires and one that dies and comes back. 
and the the fourth one is the Roman Empire, which he he pr- way predated the Roman Empire, and it's so accurate that even secular historians used to look at the Book of Daniel and go, okay, this is so clearly accurate predicting future events that it can't be real. It has to have been written later. Post-events. And then they had to have have attributed it backwards to, oh, no, this was actually written before to prove it, you know? Mm-hmm. So then, that and that for years, secular historians throughout the 1800s and even the mid-1900s thought the book of Daniel must be at least somewhat fabricated or added to. Then they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it authenticated the times that these things were written or at least that they were written before a certain time. And now and then the, the topic just went away because it's so accurate that there nobody knows really what to do with it. It's clearly accurate prophecy about world empires. Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. the Roman Empire I mentioned. It it predicted them. So it's fascinating when you get to that. And that's Old Testament. Yeah. So there are things about the book of Daniel that also are predictive of this final world empire that has not come about yet. That's called revived Rome. That's the Roman empire led by the antichrist led by the antichrist. The beast is what that group of nations is referred to in revelation. So I'm really looking forward to getting to that point with you. Because oh, I thought you meant that point in history. Oh in no, human no, history. I'm like you are. <laughs> no, no, That's no. That's terrible. No. What do you think? Do you have any? What do you think that means? So, say that this pope was right. Okay. Do you have any like idea who you think it is? Do you think it's somebody that's already a public figure? Do you think it... Because you could be talking about a, a kid well, still. Yeah, right. Yeah, you could be. You have if, no way of knowing that, right? Yeah, I think under the pretense that the Pope is right, which I actually don't believe. I don't believe we're as close as he probably thinks, and a lot of people think we are. Um, I still think we have a little bit of time. Not a ton, but more than many Bible prophecy experts do. Um, not a ton of time, but a little bit more. How much is it? I, I would say more than our lifetime still. Um, because I think they're Your just... Kids? I don't know. I don't know. And there, there's a long story as to why I believe that, that it would take me the whole show. Like it would take me two hours of expl- explaining even to get to that point. So I'll have to just table that. But that's that's where I land. So under the pretense that he's right, let's say he is, and the Antichrist is alive, I don't think there's really a way for us to know until it happens. And also, now really, people who are listening to this who don't know what I'm talking about are like already glazed over. But if you do and you have strong opinions about it, <clears throat> here I'm going to divide the camps further and say that I don't think we'll be here for it. So I think that I am a pre-trib rapture guy, if do you know what that means, mm-hmm. you do. Um, so I don't think that we'll be here for when the Antichrist is revealed. Therefore, I don't think we'll ever see who it is. Now you could look at people and go, now this is looking like he's, you know, really consolidating a lot of power here or blah, blah, blah. But the guy will be coronated by performing some miracles that we, if, if the preacher of rapture is true, wouldn't be here to see. see. So that's my short, that's my short answer to the question. Yeah. So you think Pope Benedict... Was probably not not right on about that. Uh, I don't, um, but you never know. I mean, the the Bible is written in such a way that Jesus says, 
you will not know. In fact, Jesus even says, I do not know the date or the time. That's one of the few things that he makes a delineation between him and God the Father, is saying that he doesn't even know the exact time and date that it's supposed to happen. But he's the point he's making is that, therefore, you also don't know. <laughs> so we have to just sort of read the times, read the seasons, realize where we're at, and discern from there. And I I find the topic fascinating. Yeah, I had, super interesting. Yeah. I, I had no idea we were going to get into these things by talking about this, but I look forward to... Where are you, by the way? I mean, I'm I'm in Exodus now. I don't even know where I'm at right now. Did you kind of stop? I took a little break. Did you, <laughs> did you get to the end of Genesis or did you get into Exodus? I can't tell you because I didn't look at the top of it the last time I read. Oh, You know, like okay. I'm not keeping tabs on. Well, the book ends and then starts. So you probably would notice if you transitioned from then one I'm to the next. Then I'm probably towards the end of Genesis. So you're at the end of Genesis. I have read since the last time we spoke, but I am not. I have not been as diligent as I was when I first started. Okay. I think the last time I read it was like two days ago. I flipped through it. Well, this is your clarion call. Get back on it. Okay. Thank you. This is why we talked about it. This is why I told you about it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. All right. So that's a heavy topic. Hope you enjoyed. I mean, I love this stuff. I could do it for days. (laughs) But just in case you don't, in the next segment, we're going to talk about one serious political topic and then also the fact that Joe Exotic from Tiger King got back to me on Twitter. How important is that? That's coming up. Well, I guess politically, the biggest news this week has been the rules package and the different things coming out of the House committees and all of that stuff. It's not... You tune into 97.1 because that stuff is actually important. The general population... Didn't I was listening back to my show from last weekend, and I was saying this, I think, in this same segment. The general population didn't even know that there wasn't a speaker. So <clears throat> we're deep into it here, right? So if we're going to get deep, let's just go ahead and get deep. Here's one of the things that I found the most interesting from the week. Now, there's been a lot of detail, but um, the committees are being formed and there are good people leading them. Um, I don't, I shouldn't even say good people, good politicians with the correct ideologies leading these things there. That's more accurate. Um, Glenn Greenwald is on Twitter. He is not a representative, um, but he points out that in the midst of this, there have been some strange bedfellows. Now I'm going to play for you a clip from somebody praising some of these committees, and cutting the Pentagon budget. And you're not going to believe who it is. Maybe you'll pick it up as I play it. But here you go. See if you can spot who this is. And I'm telling you right now, it's not a Republican. He obviously cuts to the Pentagon budget. Um, is pretty exciting for folks like me who have putting up amendments to do so. I also think um, the uh, church-style um uh, committee uh, that they are thinking about to look into if there has been any violations um of first amendment rights of Amer- of americans uh by the fbi and others um also interests me so we'll see uh what ends up happening yep. and if republicans are able to actually be able to get anything done did you pick up who that was it is ilhan omar on MSNBC, she's being asked about 
basically, what's the chaos like in the house? And she says, well, there's actually some good things coming out of it. I'm telling you, the squad is super interesting. These are the, you know, the five, six people. I would not put Cori Bush in that category because she doesn't seem to think independently. And I'm not trying to score political points against her. I'm just saying, I mean, she's right here. I'm standing where she's the representative right now saying this. But she just doesn't seem to, she just seems to be super, super far left and not really principled in anything. However, some of these representatives like Omar, to some extent AOC and Rashida Tlaib, hurt a little bit less than the other two. They're very principled about certain things. And Ilhan Omar, probably more than all of them, as pointed out by Glenn Greenwald, which is why I mentioned his name before, is the most independent-minded of any of them. What she just praised there is cutting the budget. That is not something that any leftist is saying is good ever to cut the budget, unless it's in their best interest in any given moment, you know, because Biden will once once in a while say, well, we've balanced the budget, and you're like, that's not true. Um Maybe like at the moment, at at that exact moment that he's saying it, and then the minute later, they're spending more money. Um, but number two in there, more importantly, she is talking about free speech, and she's talking about how the FBI and these big government agencies have been involved in stifling free speech. You're not hearing anybody on the left say that, regardless of whether they're in Congress or not. I mean, the thought leaders of the left are silent on that and trying to find some way to support the suppression of free speech. So the fact that she is on MSNBC saying this is a very, very good thing. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that the squad is sometimes so far left that they actually circle back around to arriving at the same points as super conservatives do. They will do so in such a different method For instance, Omar is not praising the cutting of the budget because she loves fiscal responsibility. She's saying that because she wants to cut defense spending. And to some degree, that needs to happen. I am as much of a supporter of our military and being a strong military force in the world as anybody, but it's peace through strength, not necessarily strength for the sake of strength and spending money. There is a huge industrial military complex that spends a lot of money that we don't need to spend in the name of people like you and me who want to see a strong military because we won't criticize it then because, oh, yeah, you're anti-military. But she will, and good for her for doing that, and good for Republicans for wanting to cut back some of this fat especially with places that are stifling free speech. I'm not saying that's the Pentagon, but when you have organizations like the FBI and DOJ and NSA who are doing that, it's time to cut their budget. And that's part of what they're talking about in the House of Representatives. They already, for detail purposes, they already slashed the budget for those new 87,000 IRS agents and people like Elizabeth Warren are coming back and saying, well, this is because they want to benefit the rich. No kidding. That's their defense is that keeping 87,000 IRS agents or new employees is going to tax the rich more. Yeah. 
let's move off of that. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out because it's great to see independent-minded people, regardless, even if I don't agree with them most of the time, I just love the fact that they're being independent-minded and not doing the Cory Bush thing and just saying the company line over and over and over. There are conservatives that do that too, and a lot of them ended up being outside of the 20 that ended up being right. The Chip Roy's of the world ended up being right, and everybody in the Republican caucus pretty much ended up seeing that. That is a wonderful thing, and let's praise it when we see it. And now this. Wow. Wiggins America. Wanted to make time for this just before the end of the show here because, gosh, if, if we didn't talk about anything important yet, then we're here now for sure. You know the name Joe Exotic. You know the name Carol Baskin. You also know that I have been milking my interview with Carol Baskin for all it's worth. Don't know how I landed that. It was so random. And then I just so happened to be able to schedule it for the day that I filled in for Annie. (laughs) That was great. Uh, Interviewed Carol Baskin. So it, it was just fun and whatever. Well, she did drop a nugget in the middle of that interview that all of us, if you were to hear it at the time, and I played it back on my my show, Um, she said, I've never actually spoken to Joe Exotic. Now, I looked up, as you probably know, Tiger King was like the beginning of this thing. Tiger King is what launched all of them into superstardom. And then there's been all this other stuff. Netflix did a follow-up episode and something else. And then apparently Peacock, NBC just came out with a new a new fictional series based on the characters of Tiger King. Here's a bit of that. Carol Baskin? I'm Carol Baskin. Does the name Joseph Maldonado Passage mean anything to you? He is a psychopath who wishes me dead. We've been in an ongoing dispute oh. with Joe. I'm sorry, I understand this must be very hard for you. Oh, no, sorry, I'm allergic to cats. I really feel like I was put on this earth to rescue cats. Welcome to the best exotic animal show in these United States. So that is Kate McKinnon playing Carol Baskin, and she actually looks a lot like her. A little bit younger version of her now, I guess. And then Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks and other things, Dune, lots of stuff. You'd know him if you saw him, if you don't know them by name. Um, he plays Carol Baskin's husband. Now, why am I telling you all this? Well, partially because I'm milking that content for all it's worth. But second, because when I interviewed her, she said she's never spoken to Joe Exotic in person. We were all shocked by that, based on everything that we've seen on TV. Because <laughs> TV tells the truth all the time. Well, I went direct to the source. I actually contacted Joe Exotic just to see, to confirm that detail or deny that detail. I get a message back last weekend, so I couldn't share it on the show because it, it was happening as the show was happening. I didn't even know it until later. But he emailed me back from prison. It says, from Joseph Maldonado Passage, and then his prisoner number there. His message to me says, the only time <clears throat> me and her have ever spoken was during the hearings in Ohio at the Capitol when she was trying to pass that ban bill there. And I testified against it, and she was talking her crap in the back. And I walked up and said, why don't you just tell them all the truth? And she said, shut up, Joe. That's all we have ever seen each other except in court. (laughs) 
<laughs> Interesting, isn't it? So I guess he's kind of confirming what she's saying there, that they've really never spoken in person other than that one little comment, and it was not nice. And even in his email to me, from prison. The dude's got to be super wealthy after all the rights. I mean, maybe they didn't get paid a lot for Tiger King because some random documentary and comes up and says, Hey, I want to make a documentary about you. You may not make much from that. You're not anybody at that point. By the time Peacock picks up a story and is basing a series on you and you're one of the characters, you got some leverage. So that dude's probably got some money, but he's in prison and has some time. So he got back to us here on Wiggins America, and I wanted to share that to you. Thanks for tuning in. You can get the podcast by typing in Wiggins America, probably by Monday. That's usually when they post it. Or you can rewind right now on the Odyssey Odyssey app, and we will see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.